Welcome to the most nutritious hour of business talk all week. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. Your host and moderator is Bonnie D. Graham. You'll hear from the innovators who have learned to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo and help move today's businesses in new directions. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, 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 and happy Valentine's Day to all of you around the world. I'm here in the east coast of New York, Durham, North Carolina. It's February 14th, whatever the legend of Valentine's Day means to you. We're going to send you some love today with a great topic. So let's see what's on the table. And by the way, if you want to run with the Game Changers, we are here and you are in the right place. So let's see what the buzz is. This is an interesting one. I found an article in i-scoop.eu and let me read a little quote and then I'll tell you what we're going to talk about. It's clear that AI and robotics, come on, you all know AI, artificial intelligence, it's clear that AI and robotics will change the face of sales. AI enables salespeople to predict where sales potential is highest and where opportunities emerge amidst changing market conditions. There's so much truth in that statement. So what are we talking about? Well, here's a reality check. B2B buying and selling has changed dramatically in the digital age. If you're anywhere near the world of sales, you know this is absolutely true. Let me give you a couple of examples. Outreach to a buyer is now more difficult if you're using the old-fashioned traditional sales methodologies. Time to move on. Example number two. The buyer you connect with today will likely be dealing with a different seller next year because they've got their own bank of referrals through social and professional networks. You may not be on that list. And example number three, a buyer today is at least 50%, and I think that is very, very low, 50% of the way through their research phase on what they want to buy before they even want to speak to a salesperson or connect in any way. So where can today's modern sellers turn for faster, better, more reliable engagement with prospects? Okay, picture this, sci-fi movie. We're up on the big screen and we're seeing the world of digital on the left side. Boom! It's leaving data point breadcrumbs from a buyer's behavior. Where have they been? What did they research? What did they do? What did they like? Where are they heading? And then on the other side of the screen, boom, the world of AI. It never gives up. It never sleeps. It never rests. It never makes a mistake. And it never misses an opportunity to engage. And now, pow, the two worlds collide in the middle and they have synergy and it might solve the seller's digital challenges. We have a panel of power-packed thought leaders, I like that one, here to celebrate Valentine's Day with me. Let me tell you who they are, and we're going to talk about this topic in great detail today. You're going to learn a lot, so stay tuned. First up, I'm going to welcome in just a moment Mario Martinez, Jr., CEO and co-founder at Ven Gresso. We just had his colleague Vivica Von Rosen on a different show with me yesterday, so it's Ven Gresso Week at Great Game Changers Radio. Joining him is Kirsten Boylo, Head of Regional Engagement and Social selling at SAP. She's also the esteemed sponsor of our series, Changing the Game in Social Selling. She's uh, cross-pollinating and coming over here to Coffee Break. We have two newcomers, Paul Tashima, CEO and co-founder at Nudge. I said that, Nudge, N-U-D-G-E dot A-I. We'll find out what his company does. And another newcomer, Alex Terry, CEO at Conversica, Inc., and he will also tell us what his company does. So welcome to our panel. And let's start off with the opening quote from Mr. Martinez, Jr., Mario. And he says, uh, he's quoting something from Modern Proverbs 1904. It was actually founded in, the, the statement came across in 1897 in something called the Illustrated Family Newspaper, Volume 62, page 195. Mario, I do my homework. Trust me. Here's the quote. 
Good, better, best. Never let it rest till your good is better and your better is best. Mario, I grew up with that. Did you too? And welcome back. How are you? I'm doing great, Bonnie. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, yes, I did. I did grow up with that. That was a, <clears throat> a definitely a saying uh, or a thought that uh, was instilled in me through family values, for sure. Absolutely. So, how does this relate to our topic? You you helped me paint this wonderful picture in the in the topic and abstract you sent Mario a couple of weeks ago about these worlds colliding. I see sci-fi. Is it real? And what does good, better, best have to do with modern selling, digital sales, and AI? Talk to me. Well, actually, um, it was completely independent when I thought of the quote. It was uh, more inspiring than anything else. But, however, that having been said. Um, never let it rest. That's actually something that uh, a lot of sales leaders are um, trying, are struggling today to really figure out how to do more with oftentimes less people or less resources um, or even less budget uh, from a technology standpoint. And so what we're going to talk about today with all these experts that we've got on the line um, certainly um, will help sales leaders, sales people, uh, organizations to think differently about how to leverage this world of artificial intelligence and this world of digital. And as you said it in the opening abstract, you know, there's this abstract, in the abstract, there, there is this breadcrumb trail of data that is being left everywhere. And our jobs as sales professionals have gotten so much more complex. But what if we had AI technology that never rested, kind of to the quote, right, uh, that mm-hmm. could take us from good to better or better to amazing. Um, could that help us win more and uh, work with customers and serve customers better? And I think the answer to that is yes, and we'll talk about that. Thank you very much. Very well done, Mario. Appreciate that. And I have to tell everybody, Mario has uh, changed the tune of how do you open a sales meeting or a webinar. He recently did one and got on stage and did his very charming salsa dance moves with somebody from the audience. And I'm a longtime salsa dancer. And I just told Mario, we have to meet somewhere sometime in some universe, alternate or not, and do a salsa dance together because I'm ready for you. Here we go. Thank you very much. Let me bring on now Kirsten Boylo. I'm not going to forget that, Mario. Neither will anybody else. She wasn't. She was good, but I'm better. Um, and here's a quote, Kirsten. Welcome. And Kirsten has sent us a quote from Amelia Earhart. Amelia Mary Earhart, 1897, and she disappeared on 1937. We don't know when she passed, but she disappeared. She was the first female aviator. That's plane pilot, to fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean. She received the U.S. Distinguished Flying Cross for this achievement. During an attempt to make a circumnavigational flight of the globe in 1937 in a Purdue-funded Lockheed Model 10E Electra plane, Amelia Earhart disappeared over the Central Pacific Ocean near Howland Island. Fascination with her life career and her disappearance continues to this day, so we know she disappeared, but we don't know when she died. Big mystery. Here's the quote Kirsten has selected. The most difficult thing is this decision to act. The rest is merely tenacity. And tenacity is something you're all about. Kirsten Boyleau, welcome back and happy Valentine's Day. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. Thank you, Bonnie. Happy Valentine's Day to you, too. Thank you. We're sending out a lot of love here. So talk to me about this Amelia Earhart quote. Very intriguing for our topic. What does it mean? Well, I just, uh, I, I looked at it and I thought, you know, that's really interesting because um, when it comes to social selling or adding a new technology or um, 
whatever kind of change you're looking at, whether it's changing a behavior or whatever, the most difficult thing is to, to, to weigh all those pros and cons and make that final decision to make, to act and, and make that change. And then, um, in order to, to really see the results, you have to be, um, I don't know what the word would be for it, but you have to be very, you know, a lot, use a lot of tenacity to maintain that change, to make it a habit, to make it, um, you know, be, be very successful, um, to see the results out of it. And, and so that's why I felt like it was very applicable to our conversation today is that um, AI, well, is, is truly in its infancy at the moment and there, there's masses of opportunity out there for it. And... Um, <clears throat> And in order to see the results and see the, you know, the, the ultimate end of where, and I don't know, that there will be an end um, to where AI can take us is going to take a lot of tenacity to, to make it there. Interesting. Is AI, here's the question on the table. I will go around the panel and ask, but Kirsten, while I have you, is AI going to replace the human salesperson? Yes or no? And then we'll talk about it more later. What do you think? No. Okay, good. I like that. Everybody listening is saying, yes, we know Kirsten's face. She is rooting for us. We, we're humans. We need jobs. Good. Thank you very much. <laughs> a lot to talk about here. And thanks for the great visit with some words of wisdom from Amelia Earhart. Now let's bring on one of our newcomers, Paul Tashima at Nudge. I love the name of your company. Paul has picked up a quote from Eric Taylor. I had to look him up. Eric Taylor is a fictional character in the NBC DirecTV, that's the one-on-one network drama TV series, Friday Night Lights, played by the actor Kyle Chandler. Uh, he's introduced as the head coach of Dillon High School football team, the Dillon Panthers. I want to go, Rawr. At the end of the first season, he accepts a position as quarterback coach at the fictional TMU, where he has served as an assistant coach, blah, blah, blah. And then there's a conspiracy theory and all kinds of interesting things. Uh, Kyle Chandler got a number of award nominations, and he won an Emmy in 2011 for the character. Here's the quote. I think a lot of you who are fans of Friday Night Lights, the film and TV will appreciate this. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Paul Tashima, welcome to Game Changers. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me on, Bonnie. We are delighted to have you. Happy Valentine's Day. Paul, I love the quote. It just sounds like something I want to crochet on the side of a pillow or write on a billboard somewhere if I could afford one on the LIE in, in New York. So tell me, what does this mean in terms of our topic today? Go ahead, Paul. Well, it's, it's a great quote, and I think there, it can be applied to many different things. But as it applies to today, you know, I've been in marketing and sales technology for almost 20 years, and I think there's something like 7,000 tech companies now in that space. And so, uh, you know, what it is for me is a reminder to sales. So if you think about clear eyes, uh, you know, today, with all the automation, all the things going on, often you forget about the buyer, the person you're actually trying to sell to. And so it's just a reminder to stay focused on the vision that you have as a business, what you're trying to solve, and how you're going to help that person. So that's kind of the first part of the quote I like. The second on full hearts is that no matter what um, AI is going to do in the future, and and, uh, I'm a big proponent of AI, um, it's never going to be able to replicate uh, the building of trust, the approach and authenticity that you can bring to the table as a seller. And I think that... uh, Focusing on that, and as that skill set is, as humans, is something that's really important. And then finally, um, can't lose. Sales at the end of the day is about building relationships. I mean, and, you know, if you do that well, um, you're going to get some deals and you're going to lose some deals. But ultimately, over your career, you will carry those relationships with you. And so you never ultimately lose as if you approach a sales process with the right authenticity and the right 
reason to help the buyer. And so I feel that can't lose is just a great way of saying your network is your net worth and the relationships you build will help you in your career. I like that. That's a good Valentine's message. I will ask to you the same question I just asked Kirsten Boylo. Will AI, will assistance, will chatbots, digital assistance replace the human salesperson? I think I know your answer, but I want to hear it anyway. It's no with an asterisk. All right. A couple of exclamation points thrown in there, too, I think. When we get around to what's in your cup today, I will ask you to tell us a little bit about what your company does. I know everybody will find it very interesting. Thank you, Paul, and welcome again. Alex Terry, CEO at Conversica, Inc. Alex is also a newcomer, and he is quoting Peter Drucker, Peter Ferdinand Drucker, 1909 to 2005, Austrian-born American management consultant. Uh, If you hate or love MBOs, management by objectives, and the concept of self-control, you can blame Peter Drucker, who is called the founder of modern management. He also coined the term knowledge worker back in 1959. I didn't know they were talking about it back in then. Uh, and he has the Drucker Institute and blah, blah, blah. Here is the quote, very telling. I think it's good for our show today. Alex has quoted Peter Drucker as saying, the best way to predict the future is to create it. Alex Terry, welcome. Happy Valentine's Day. How are you today, Alex? I'm great, Bonnie. Happy Valentine's Day to you. It's really a pleasure to be with you. Thank you. Talk to me. Love the quote. Is the future here? Is AI consuming the sales field? How does this all work together? Well, part of it is that as marketing and sales professionals, we're always striving to improve and and we're always trying to create our own future. And part of why I liked uh, this quote is it, it also is very relevant to artificial intelligence and uh, you know, popular culture has, has long been fascinated with robots and artificial intelligence. But really, over the last few years, this interest has, has skyrocketed. You know, I'm sure some of your listeners might watch HBO's Westworld or maybe have seen Blade Runner and, and maybe wonder how far away are we from that kind of uh, AI future. And so I'm fascinated with how you know, all of our companies are building this, this AI powered future every day, and I think it's just a really fascinating topic, and I'm thrilled to join the discussion. Thank you very much. I'm going to ask you the same question. You know what it is. Will AI, chatbots, any kind of bots, sales assistants replace humans, and would, would people in the B2B space who are being sold to want that? What do you think, Alex? So absolutely not, and and I, and I think that's a, that's a good thing. So I, I agree with the other panelists, uh, and there's a real big place for AI, but also you can't replace the human touch, and we think AI plus humans working together are always going to drive better results than either one of them alone. Thank you very much. Mario Martinez, Jr., circling around to you. You're the only one I did not ask the question to or of. Mario, AI, is it going to move people, real humans, out of the sales realm, or is it going to add and make them, as you said earlier, amazing? Quickly, what's your answer, Mario? Uh, direct salespeople, no, but back-end supporting cast members, yes, I do believe so, that it has the propensity to be able to replace and shift individuals to uh, areas that we need them in. So, I, I, But direct salespeople, I agree with the other panelists, we, no, we will never see that go away. The human touch, the human relationship, that will never go away, in my opinion. 
then this show is a true Valentine's card to salespeople out there. I emphasize the word people. There you go. You will have jobs in the future. Just make sure you do them amazingly well. Mario, I have you in the in the hot seat, proverbial hot seat right now. It's time to ask you the two key questions. Where are you calling from today? We don't want the coordinates of the roof of your house or the number on your office door, Mario. Not quite that up close and personal. And we'd love to know what are you drinking right now or what do you love to drink that powers you as a webinar leader salsa dancer i want to know <laughs> i'm never going to get off that mario sorry you you no, started not, this you're not going to be i'm not i'm not going to get away from it am i uh, you started I it, it. Uh, so i actually have two things in my cup because i have two cups and i'm drinking two different things <laughs> uh i was in the mood for a nice hot tea it was a uh ginger lemon with a whole entire um well, oh my God! What do you, the tangerine? What do we call those little tangerines? The little small cuties. Other, a whole entire squeeze cutie into the into the <laughs> hot warm tea. Uh, and the other one actually is part of my. I think I was on the, this diet program the last time I was on your show, but I was drinking the um, the lemon and the syrup and water uh, with the uh, paprika <clears throat> uh, um, concoction, if you would, ooh, as, a, as a, a fasting program. So I am drinking all liquids right now, and I have two, two cups with two different things. One's cold and one's hot. You're very brave, very, very brave. By the way, do you dance salsa on one or two? Do I dance salsa on one or two? What do you mean? Well, it, well, you can start on the one beat or the two beat. The more advanced oh, oh, dancers oh, 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 dance on the, on the two. Oh, gotcha. A one the beat. on the one. Okay. All right. I could do either one or two. All right. Well, we'll talk. Okay, you, you good. You are advanced. You are, you are I, I am. I taught for many, many years and just getting back into it. So we will meet. Kirsten Boyla, where are you calling from today? And what's in your cup? <clears throat> I am calling from sunny Waterloo, Ontario, Canada. It's actually sunny here. There's about a foot of snow on the ground, but there's, it's sunny. And, um, <clears throat> and I am just drinking water. I have a terrible cold. And so trying not to cough in everyone's ear. Uh, and so drinking lots and lots of water. Well, I hope you feel better and you can cough anytime you want. You, you, weren't, you weren't the right, Kirsten. <laughs> Kirsten, as I mentioned, sponsors are changing the game in social selling. And uh, we had a phenomenal show yesterday, didn't we, Kirsten? We talked uh, with Vivica Von Rosen and Sherelle Robinson-Brown and Barbara Giamanco about social selling. And it was on the uh, etiquette of social selling, mind your manners. What do you and don't you do or say on, yes, uh, uh, by the way, my engineer just wrote Salsa Dancing with Game Changers. Yes, we just changed the name of the show again. Thank you, Erin. Uh, yeah, we had a really great conversation. And, Kirsten, I'm going to poach that panel and bring them back on Coffee Break because this audience needs to hear what they had to say. So thank you for that. And now uh, let's give Kirsten a chance to uh, to cough if she wants to. You can mute for that if you'd love to. Paul Tashima, Nudge.ai. Paul, welcome again. I'd love to know where are you calling from, what's in your cup, or what do you love to drink, and why don't you take about 90 seconds to tell us what nudge.ai is all about. Go ahead, Paul. Sure. Why don't I start with that? Well, I'm calling from Toronto, Canada, so soon you're going to hear my Canadian accent kick in, I'm sure, on the show. I hear it already. <laughs> of outs or process, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Process, process, yes. <clears throat> process, yes, yes. Uh, nudge.ai, well, we're a relationship intelligence platform. What that means is we track the strength of business relationships, and so we use that information to help salespeople get into accounts through a real relationship and then understand the deal dynamics to make sure they're broadening the set of relationships to get a deal to close, getting enough buy-in at an account. So that's really been our focus for B2B sellers. Um, 
In terms of the, what I'm drinking right now, it's really interesting. Um, we have a startup that's mainly a lot of product developers here, and so the one perk they want is extremely good coffee. So we actually have a mm. premium espresso coffee subscription uh, from Phil and Sebastian Coffee that comes uh, four bags a month. Uh, there's two French press coffee makers in our office, and we make them all the time, and that's what I'm drinking right now, and it's fantastic. Wow, very, very interesting. Thank you. Uh, yes, I have my 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 uh, Nespresso, my red, of course, Nespresso, and I've, I'm experimenting with different co- types of coffee when I make my order about every month and a half. My friends drink more coffee here than I do, but I, I am drinking. I had a little bit before the show, but that's a secret. Don't tell anyone. Thank you, Paul. Alex, Terry at Conversica. We'd love to have the same questions answered by you. Where are you today? What do you love to drink? And what does your company do? Alex? Well, I'm calling in from Silicon Valley, California, which is where our Conversica is based. Um, in the morning, I, I actually usually drink uh, a protein shake, so 2% milk plus this protein powder called Syntha 6. Um, mm. That kind of powers me through the day. In terms of uh, what Conversica does, we're, we're a conversational AI platform for businesses, and our flagship service is an AI sales assistant. And what I mean by that is our AI assistant joins our, our customers' teams and uh, has a name, a title, an email address, and a phone number, just, just like a person. And mm-hmm. that AI interacts back and forth multiple times with sales and marketing leads to engage them, qualify them, uh, and then sort of introduce them to a human salesperson to close the deal. And this is all um, using email or SMS text and uh, really reached out to over... 40 million people at this point. So that's what, that's what Conversica does. Wow. Do you ever sleep? <laughs> Not as much as I should, that's for sure. <laughs> I was hoping the assistants would give you a chance to sleep. Fascinating. Nice to meet you and Paul and welcome. And you know what? I'll just tell you briefly that they really do not let me have any caffeine on radio show days. So even though I had a little bit of decaf espresso about an hour ago, I'm flying. But all I'm officially having, far as everybody is concerned, is a cool, clear glass of cool, clear water. And I have a pink straw because we have not seen sunshine here in Durham for four days. It's been raining and windy and gray and gloomy. And there was a glimmer of sun because the sunshine knew that I was going to be welcoming, you know it's coming, Mario Martinez Jr., Kirsten Boilo, Paul Tashima, and Alex Terry today. And the sun was happy. Unfortunately, the sun has gone away again. So my pink straw is wishing and hoping. Guess what, everyone? You're listening to Coffee Break with Game Changers. If you're keeping count, this is lucky episode number 313. We started out on October 5th, 2011, and going strong. It is Valentine's Day here in the Northern Hemisphere. Wishing you all love and we are talking about a very very timely topic digital sales meets ai that's artificial intelligence two worlds colliding will their synergy send a left a, a message of love and warmth and meeting more than your quota to digital sellers around the world we're about to find out so don't even think of touching that mouse that app that dial we're going to take a 90 second break you can count them along with us and we'll be right back i promise Aaron out When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. Yes, indeed. Here we are. Our Valentine's special show is called Digital Sales Meets AI, Two Worlds Colliding. What will happen? could be a very good thing. Special panelists Mario Martinez Jr. at Vengresso, Kirsten Boyleau at SAP, Paul Tashima at Nudge.ai, and Alex Terry at Conversica. We've already introduced the panel. They've already had their opening quotes, and now it's time to do a deep dive into the roundtable. Here are some notes Mario sent me before the show. We'll talk about this around the table, and then we'll move on to statements from the other panelists. Mario says, this is a true-false question. As a result of using AI, artificial intelligence, in marketing or sales, AI will create less digital personalization and more robotic-like sales activities. True or false? Mario, I'm going to let you answer that one. Well, I think this one is a very clear answer. It's really false. Um, you know, if you look at the ability that AI has, it's really a science, and it's making machines uh, solve problems or perform tasks that imitate intelligent human behavior. That's what AI is supposed to do. And if you combine that in the world of sales and marketing, it actually will allow marketers <clears throat> to leverage AI and put it to work in in a really a, a variety of different functions. Um, for example, uh, it, it is it's, it's, a, it's going to help create more personalized campaigns and content to better engage audiences. We've all seen it. We've all received it. We've gotten those messages. In fact, I just got one this morning where somebody sent out an email blast that inserted our, my company name, and it was my company name that merged under Vangresso, right? So... So as soon as I saw that they had an old company name, a couple things I knew. Number one, the database was old. Number two, mm-hmm. it, was an, it was a marketing email. And number three, it went directly into the delete folder because they didn't know who I was, right? And after yeah. uh, almost 10 months having merged my old company, your databases should now be updated. And, and we, I get that all the time. So really helping, having AI understand who I am, where I work, what my interests are, what my breadcrumb trail looks like out there in the world of digital will help marketers mm-hmm. to create more personalized campaigns and, and actually better content. Um, in addition, it'll really help facilitate the journey that I might be on with relevant and timely and customized information. So if I've hit the website and I've got <clears throat> a company's website, that is, and I've gone to various different pages, 
Well, we're going to be able to uh, soon enough be able to look at where have I gone, where have I traveled, what is of interest, what have I downloaded, um, uh, what, um, uh, what advertisements might I be clicking on, how might I be engaged in this world of online and digital, and then intelligently allow uh, the content of an organization to facilitate my journey, right? I'm going to, they're going to provide me relevant and timely and customized information. And certainly, when we look at um, lead engagement on the sales side, it is going to help drive a massive amount of efficiency. We'll spend more time with the right people at the right stage than uh, a lot of time everywhere with the wrong people at the wrong stage. And so I, 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 just, I absolutely think it's false. Um, that it will allow more digital personalization, and as it matures and as it um, as it becomes more mainstream, you're going to see some dramatic results inside of sales activities. Thank you, Mario. Great start to that topic. Kirsten, love to hear your thoughts. Agree or disagree with Mario? No, I <clears throat> I agree. I think that um, when it comes to to AI, it will it will support the sales process, but it won't. Re- won't replace those sales uh, reps that are, especially the ones that are focused on on uh, building relationships with their customers. Right? Um, I think the saying still still is applicable that people don't buy from glass buildings, they don't buy from mm-hmm. companies, they buy from people they know. Uh, human relationships are still um, part of our DNA. <laughs> you know, we're not going to change just because AI comes on the picture. Um, AI can certainly support and enhance and really make a very, as Mario says, a very customized experience for your uh, potential customer. Um, But it doesn't mean that your customer is going to be um, not wanting to talk to that human being, uh, not wanting to. In some cases, yes, you know, we don't, in not all in not all cases do we want to talk to a sales rep, especially when it comes to more of a a B to C um, business to consumer um, application. But when it comes to those more complex B to B deals, um, that you know, in our um, experience is what we're talking about. It's uh, that that human relationship is is still going to be important, uh, but it can be supported by that AI experience. Interesting. Kirsten, I'm, I'm going to bring in Paul and Alex, but uh, we had a debate recently on my team a couple months ago where somebody interfaced with, they weren't sure whether the customer service quote-unquote person answering a, a, an inquiry call they had made personally, nothing to do with their job, uh, and they weren't sure whether based on the response to their question on the phone, they weren't sure whether it was a digital assistant or a human being. And we debated it on the team in a series of email, a long thread that went back and forth, and we really were undecided because it was so human-like, yet there was just a little hint of a bot behind it because of the couple of words and the tone. So it, it can be confusing about... Sales would know, but the recipient may not know. We'll we'll talk about that later. Thank you. Let's I think get that's Paul. actually really yeah, interesting, Bonnie. That I yeah. think that um, yeah. that comes back to the whole human relationship thing. That if yeah, if you can kind of tell, or it that experience isn't a completely seamless experience where you know that you're you know, or you think you're having that interaction with a human being, then that makes a big difference. I, that's where, I, I, and I think you can actually make a bad experience for someone if um, they think yes. that they might be talking to a bot. Because if they don't yes. go up front, then, then that's not a good experience either. 
There you go. I'm glad that worked. Paul Tashima, love to get your thoughts on what Mario introduced and the commentary that Kirsten just added. Paul? Well, yeah, I would like to add that I do agree with both. I mean, I think um, uh, if you look specifically at the marketing side where I'll extend the conversation is that with AI and machine learning, you're going to get a much more dynamic, personalized experience that will factor in more things and get better over time. Um, and I think in this environment where things change so quickly for the buyer and for the market that you're in, uh, that's a benefit. Uh, on the sales side, you know, we often think we, we often talk about how salespeople are probably the most expensive resource in your organization if you are a fast-growing company, and the idea that they spend 50% of their time potentially doing very menial, repetitive tasks, logging things, mm-hmm. searching on Google, um, filing paperwork. The idea that AI could come in and take away some of those menial tasks, do them better, and then free up their time to do more selling is something I think will absolutely enable salespeople to provide better experiences for customers and buyers in the future. Thank you. We, we've heard that uh, across the board, Paul. We've heard that AI and machine learning are going to alleviate those repetitive, quote-unquote, boring tasks for humans in a range of jobs, not just selling. So I, I'm glad we brought that up today. Alex Terry, we'd love to get your thoughts. What do you, what do you think about the conversation so far? Agree or disagree? So I, I largely agree. And what I actually see happening is that the more robotic kinds of responses that you see are from humans. And, and, and the reason is because ah. it's actually really challenging to craft a personalized message that you send at the right time, the right number of times. And so I agree with, with, with Mario, Kristen, and, and Paul that using well-crafted AI to help make very personalized, very appropriate messages is, is actually going to create a better experience for the, the end user who is receiving those messages, as well as producing better results for the organization sending them. And so uh, Thank you. We, see that, we see that happening. And, and I also agree with, with Paul's point about changing the uh, percentage of work, right? W- the way we look at it is letting the AI do these routine components lets your salespeople spend less time chasing down unresponsive leads and more time closing business with leads who actually want to be, want to be on the phone or want to actually buy. Thank you, Alex. Mario, I'm not going to circle back to you. I think we've had a good discussion around the table. Kirsten, let me pick up one of your points here from your notes. Uh, This is interesting, and it goes back to my opening quote, the one I picked up at the beginning of the show. And you say, another application for AI in the sales cycle, look at a customer's current state, I assume current state of the business, and build a model that highlights the most likely future problems that customer will experience and future-proof for that potential. Kirsten, love to have you expand that, and then we'll go around the table. Paul, then Alex, and then Mario. Kirsten, go ahead. Yeah, this all comes back to customer experience, right? Um, How can we utilize AI to enhance that customer experience? And I know predictive modeling has been used for a long time in businesses when it comes to sales forecasting and, and that kind of stuff. But I don't know, and, and I could be wrong, but I, do, I, I did a little bit of research and I couldn't find anything about it, about how predictive modeling can be used to, um, to enhance the actual sales process, to show a customer, you know, options A, B, C, and D. Here's what you would, if you implemented this, this is what you would be looking at. Um, this is the problems you would see, and these are the you know the advantages that you would see. And looking at the different options in that way, I don't, 
I could be wrong, but I thought that was a, was a great um, uh, application for artificial intelligence and, and utilizing that so that the customer, you know, the, the sales rep or the sales support team doesn't have to do that predictive modeling, but AI can actually take that over and, and be able to, to show that um, the different options available and, and how that would work out, you know, 10, 15, 5, 10, 15 years in the future and what that would be. And that's a great experience for a customer to, to weigh their options and to really think, okay, these are the, these are the risks I can take and this is the, um, the risk that I, I'm not willing to take, that kind of thing. So being able to show that kind of stuff to a customer is a great customer experience. And I thought that was an interesting thought around how um, we can enhance the customer experience with artificial intelligence. Thank you, Kirsten. Paul Tashima, talk to us. What do you think? I like the idea that Kristen brings forward. I like it a lot. And I think one of the things that um, has, has timed itself well with the outcoming of AI is this idea that data and data sets are available more broadly than ever before. And so not only could you do this for a specific customer, but you could leverage the data from other customers that are similar to have a better outcome on that predictive model. A great example of this outside of of the B2B sales industry is in banking today, uh, they're doing a lot of work on fraud detection, uh, but what's Mm -hmm. happened is historically a bank would only look at one specific, their own data. And so if you're going to commit bank fraud, you're not just doing it at the same bank over and over. But now that they've opened up the ability to share some of this data between credit unions and banks, AI has come in and, and done a much better model at understanding the types of activities that lead to fraud because they can see someone as they go to you know, three or four or five different credit unions in a row. And so this idea that Kristen brings forward, I think, is really powerful, especially because of the advent and openness now of data uh, to get more information for the AI engine to learn. Thank you. Good points all. Alex, Terry, we'd love to have your thoughts. Join me. So I really like Kristen's suggestion. It also underscores a really important point, which is we've been talking about how AI can help at the front of that sales and marketing funnel. And, of course, Converska and I are big believers in that. But part of the, the point Kirsten is making is that once a customer becomes a customer, there are still a lot of opportunities to use powerful AI technology to help improve that customer's experience. So, for example, uh, we offer a customer success assistant, which is doing some aspects of, of what, what we're talking about, although, although not all of them. But once someone already is a customer, there's a lot of routine work, whether it's setting up monthly or quarterly business reviews, um, trying to explain your latest features, your newest additions to your customers, maybe scheduling some times to meet up at an upcoming conference or an event. So there's a lot of work that your AI assistant can help with on the customer success side after you've closed that business. And so we, I also really like what you're talking about in terms of pattern matching and understanding the best practices and helping create that positive future with each each individual customer. So I really like it. Thank you. Mario Martinez, join us. I absolutely love this topic, and I think um, Kirsten nailed it. In fact, yesterday I was in San Diego. I won't name the company name, but I was um, at a very large organization that specializes in uh, data warehousing and predictive analytics with an AI um, component of this. And that is exactly the thing that they are trying to focus on. And, you know, 50% of, of the job is selling a customer. The other 50% of the job is keeping the customer, right, <laughs> and allowing them to be able to have the right experience. And if you think about um, how AI can not only help with the sales process, but on the back end of keeping and retaining a customer uh, to drive down churn and retention, um, you, you, 
AI will be able to look at uh, how, is the, uh, how are the users utilizing the application, who's using the application uh, or the service, um, when did they fall off out of the application, did they click the right buttons within the application, are they getting the right reports, and, and the company actually knows this data of how the right user portfolio user looks like and how the user is using it, and to be able to provide that analytics and say, oh, we're seeing a trend that they keep falling off at whatever it might be. Now we can reactively through our customer success organization or customer service organization, we can reactively reach back out to that particular customer and start um, helping them to use the tool, the application, the service, whatever it might be in the right way. And that creates a very sticky environment. If we haven't developed that in, in full swing, I'm sure anybody who's listening is going to say, oh my God, we need, to, we need that AI technology because that is, that is the quintessential a component of, of we work hard to sell, we've got to work just as hard to keep our customers. Thank you very much. Kirsten, very good provocative statement you started, and let me go to something from Paul Tashima. Paul says, ah, the only tools used ubiquitously, everybody doesn't who doesn't know that means everywhere by sales today. Paul says, in my opinion, the only tools used ubiquitously by sales today are a cell phone and email client a Google search, and recently a LinkedIn profile, which is CRM for sales management, that means it's very hard for them to adopt new tools. However, AI could be the next tool because it can add value while being invisible to the salesperson. Paul, why don't you expand this for us, please? Yeah, I think where I'm coming from with this is that, and don't get me wrong, there are many other tools adopted in patches by salespeople, but if you take a step back, I think Historically, it's taking, it takes a lot for a salesperson to change their process and truly adopt a new tool in their process. And then certainly to make it across all salespeople, it's very challenging. And that's because they're so focused on the activities they need to do to close a deal and adding in a new tool sometimes disrupts that. And so I think that one of the benefits of AI is that it can actually be behind the scenes doing the work for, for them. It, it, and it can show up in areas where they're already working, whether that's in their email, on their phone, in their CRM system, on LinkedIn. And so as AI does the sort of heavy work behind the scenes, it can be widely adopted because it's, it's not asking the salesperson to necessarily change their process. It's just giving them better information and better actions they can do to make the process more effective. And so I'm really excited about that because, um, you know, in, in, my, in a former life, I used to sell some sales tools as part of our to sales leaders. And, you know, often you get, you get the answer of, I don't think my team needs more tools. They just need to pick up the phone and call somebody. And so this idea that we can add value without necessarily disrupting the sales process, I think, is a tremendous uh, advantage in using AI for sales. Thank you very much. Alex Terry, agree or disagree? So I, I agree with Paul that a lot of salespeople use a, a small number of tools, and it, do, and it is really hard to change behavior. But I, at the same time, I also believe it's so important that we do change behavior because companies are leaving so much money on the table. Um, so we, I also agree that having these seamless AI experiences or autonomous experiences happening behind the scenes will make it easier for salespeople and marketing people to make more money. And really, that's our goal. We're trying to help our customers be more successful. And the kinds of tools that we're all talking about here today, um, they work. They help increase revenue. They help improve the return on investment from, from marketing spend. And it's really important, Bonnie, that your listeners uh, use these tools that we're talking about. And there's a couple mm-hmm. of key reasons. Right? One is these tools really do work. They will make 
your company more money, they will help improve your results. But the second reason, just as important, is understanding these tools will make you personally more valuable and enhance your career and your resume. Like, the technology is only going in one direction here. And imagine if you were um, using paper spreadsheets back when people are first starting to use, you know, VisiCalc or Lotus 123. Like, you don't want to be the only person using the old technology when everybody else is adopting new AI-powered technologies and just getting a lot better results. And so I think what Paul mentions, it's true, it's hard to change behavior, but it's absolutely worth investing a little time to understand how these tools can help you and your business. Thank you very much. Words of wisdom, and thank you for that uh, notice specifically to the listeners. Appreciate that, and the building the resume and the credibility. Thank you, Alex. Mario, love to get your thoughts. Talk to me. Yeah, well, I mean, you've got two 800-pound gorillas here uh, in AI and with tools and technology, Alex Terry and Paul Tashima. Um, I, I have no dog in this fight on the AI side. I am on the digital side, right? And this is where I think that these two worlds colliding are going to create some really amazing things. Um, and sales leaders, uh, I've always said this, uh, I'm 40 and older, the 40 and older, and I'm 40. I'm about to be turned 41 in just a month or so. <laughs> and we all grew up selling the way we grew up. I'm sorry, we all grew up selling the way we sold, excuse me. And mm-hmm. Paul's right, right? You've got you know the cell phone, the email, Google search, maybe a LinkedIn profile now, uh, or LinkedIn technologies that allow you to be able to engage. So sales leaders have got to look at how can I create more intelligent prospecting, intelligent guidance to the sales rep as well as to the customer through their journey, and intelligent personalized messaging, and, I, and, and, and intelligent referrals, right? The, those are the things that I think are the four areas that we've got to start thinking about. Uh, and if we can think uh, differently uh, and start utilizing technology that will help us to be better at servicing and delivering to a client, we're going to create more customers, bigger deals, as well as we're going to have stickier, stickier customers. And I think of um, companies like, um, well, if you think of the hotel industry, I mean, there's total mm-hmm. disruption right now with concepts like Airbnb. If you think of the taxi industry, and I've used this example before, and I hate utilizing these, these, these examples because many great people have you know, lost jobs or have been challenged by these things. But the reality is disruption has happened within the taxi industry with Uber and Lyft. And what happened? Well, it was the customers that demanded a different way for people to engage with them. And the, the hotel industry, taxi industry didn't change fast enough. So market disruptors like Airbnb and Uber and Lyft came up. And this is exactly what's happening is buyers are demanding us to do something different. And so to Paul's point and analysis point, agree, salespeople have, have been creatures of habit. And we, we definitely want to make sure that as times change, uh, we move off of just the generic emails, the generic Google searches, the generic cell phones, because we can't process that data fast enough and quick enough. And we utilize technologies. And I think sales leaders would, um, sales leaders and marketing leaders would um, be foolish uh, to not leverage some of this um, technology that can make us quicker, smarter, faster, and better. Thank you. I think you hit all the points there. Kirsten, got to get you in on this conversation. Then I'm going to move quickly to something in Alex Terry's notes that I want to cover before we go to crystal ball predictions. Kirsten, talk. Sure. Uh, so uh, listening to everybody, I, I say I, I agree with everything that, that's been said so far. The, the tools, um, if, especially when it comes to sales reps, they um, 
Time is very valuable to them. It has to be simple and it has to be easy to use. And I think AI can hit that uh, sweet spot for them because, as uh, Paul said, it can become invisible to the salesperson yet provide value. And and that's really where um, <clears throat> I think AI is going to be the most have their have its most impact is when it becomes invisible but provides value. Uh, as well, I, I really liked what um, what Alex said about uh, changing behavior and. Uh, you know, the way that, that has been, uh, sales have been using, the traditional methods sales have been using in the past are no longer applicable because, as Mark, uh, Mario said, customers are demanding a new um, experience for themselves. And, and so, you know, making sure that our sales reps are changing their behavior is going to be, I think, one of the number one uh, focuses for um, sales enablement, uh, sales training over the, the coming years. And that, you know, a lot of that can be based in AI and utilizing it. Thank you, Kirsten. More words of wisdom. Alex, Terry, I want to squeeze this one in. We're just about officially in the crystal ball round, but let's cover something that is uh, talking about another elephant in the room. You say in almost every organization, there is tension between marketing and sales. The finger-pointing blame game is driven by different cultures and different approaches to compensation. Why don't you just hit the mark here very quickly for us, Alex, and please share your wisdom on how AI will or will not solve this blame game. What do you think? Of course. So what we see is a a lot of organizations spending a a lot of money to generate leads and opportunities. That's usually the marketing team. And then someone has to turn those leads into paying customers, and that's usually in the sales organization. So there's this handoff between marketing and sales, and usually there's a sales development rep or a lead development rep or a business development rep whose job it is to take those those leads and then to engage and qualify them. So one of the things we see is that process breaking down, right? And so we see um, marketing teams getting frustrated that the leads that they've handed off don't get thoroughly followed up on. Uh, and we likewise see sales organizations complaining that, you know, marketing is sending me low-quality leads or um, they're basically wasting the time of our salespeople. And, and at the root of this, um, so for, well, first of all, we think, using AI can help improve that handoff dramatically. So meaning having the, the AI do that entry-level job of engaging and qualifying, we see dramatically better results. So marketing is end up, ends up being happier with better ROI, and the sales team is happier because they're actually spending their time with the leads that want to be engaged as, as opposed to chasing down unresponsive leads. And so we see that process um, improving a lot. And at the, at the core the two different organizations are compensated differently. Like marketing is looking to improve the ROI on their spend, but a salesperson is trying to, you know, maximize the return on their time. They're trying to close deals, you know, this month, they've got a quota to hit. And so part of that tension is driven by just different ways that these groups are compensated. And part of it is driven by that really inefficient manual process of you know, chasing down, engaging, and qualifying these leads. And that we think AI, AI really helps solve both of those problems. Thank you, Alex. You know what? There's so much more to talk about. I am going to invite this entire panel to come back for part two if you would like to come back with me in a couple weeks. But right now we are late getting to our predictions. So, Alex, because I had to rush you, I'm going to start with you. I can give you 45 seconds. That's it. Predict. Let's look at 2020. What will change about this balance or imbalance between sales and the colliding world with AI? What's going to happen? What will change? 45 seconds. Mr. Alex Terry, it's all yours. Go. Well, um, I'm long on AI, obviously, right? We're an AI, a conversational AI company. 
we see AI permeating all different aspects of the whole sales and marketing funnel, whether it's um, in the choosing and prioritization of, of targets uh, or the contacting and engaging, and then also automating the administrative tasks. We think there's a lot of routine activity that will be improved using both uh, what we call advisory as well as autonomous AI, meaning sometimes the AI is going to suggest what you should do. And sometimes, like Converska, it'll just do it, right? At Converska, we focus on autonomous AI that just goes out and messages. And we think all these technologies will be um, just embedded in the ecosystem within the next few years. And just like financial analysts use Excel and don't even think about going back and using paper to calculate numbers, we think modern marketing and sales organizations will be using a wide variety of AI-powered tools to help them make them more successful. Thank you very much. Hate to rush. Mario Martinez, Jr., I've got 30 seconds for you. Use them well. Go. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I believe in, in just a few years from now, we are going to have AI embedded into everything, including uh, AI will be, uh, will, will be an active listener to sitting in on all sales-related mm-hmm. calls with customers, silently transcribing the conversation, offering pointers and feedback real-time that is pulling in data from uh, digital insights that AI has gathered about this particular prospect, and that will allow uh, salespeople to be better coached, to be able to provide a better service, to better experience, and provide digital personalization back to the uh, individual buyer and help them on the buyer's journey. Thank you. Kirsten Boyleau, i got 30 seconds with your name on them. Go. I think that we haven't even scratched the surface of what AI can do. So many people have such great imaginations and can... Uh, really impact all of the different applications of AI, <clears throat> not only for sales, but also for every aspect of our lives. I don't think we've even scratched the surface of how AI is going to impact us. Agree. And you are going to come back on this panel and do part two with me. I'm not even going to ask because I know you'll accept. And Paul Tashima, <laughs> last but not least, Paul, 30 seconds, talk. I think the sales team, salesperson that wins uh, is going to be the one that matches the buyer's experience as they want it. And I think you're going to absolutely have to have AI as part of that to get that advantage and be able to do that well. So I think it's a, similar to all the other uh, participants here. That, that's going to be part of the future, whether you like it or not. Thank you. All together, will everybody accept a part two invitation? One, two, three, say yes. Yes! Yes. Yes. Okay, good. I had all four. Mario Martinez, Jr., Van Gresso, you came up with the topic. Good job, Mario. Keep dancing. Kirsten Boylo, SAP, Paul Tashima, Nudge That AI, and Alex Terria Conversica. What a great panel. And a shout-out to Aaron, our intrepid engineer at World Talk Radio, who gets us on the air and keeps me sane while I'm being insane on the air. Thank you, Aaron. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Coffee Break with Game Changers sends a Valentine of love and appreciation to our listeners all over the world. Last year, all of our Game Game Changer shows, and we're up to 37 shows now. Mario, I hope you're impressed. Uh, we had almost 950,000 listeners around the world last year without any paid advertising, and that's because I think we're delivering the conversations you, our business audience, wants to hear. So from my heart, I say thank you. Here's my shout-out. You all know what it is. Come on. Fasten your seatbelt with a little heart pinned on it today. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a Game Changer today, just like Mario Martinez, Jr., just like Kirsten Boyleau, just like Paul Tashima and just like Alex Terry. Bonnie D. Graham signing off. I'll be back tomorrow with a live edition of Internet of Things with Game Changers talking about process mining, as our Canadian colleagues say. You don't want to miss that. 10 a.m. Eastern right here on the Business Channel. Bye-bye. 
Thanks again for tuning in to Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the Coffee Break conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag pound sign S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Please join your host, Bonnie D. Graham, again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.